0: What's happening, hardscapers? This is episode 43 of the How to Hardscape podcast, where we talk to you about how you can start and grow your hardscaping business. And today we're joined by Jason Anderson, owner of Trillium Maintenance, and he's here to share his story, a very important story of mental health for us as entrepreneurs and landscapers in the in this industry. And this is an especially important topic to discuss in our health week, one I feel that does not get enough attention. And I was happy when Jason reached out to us with his story, which prompted us us to create this episode and i want to very personally thank jason for sharing his story in this interview and be sure to listen to the network that he wants to establish at the end of this interview in terms of outreach for landscapers in the industry so be sure to show jason some love on his instagram for sharing his story he is at truly 2010 that's t-r-i-l-l-i 2010 and if you need someone to reach out to be sure to reach out to him to learn more about what he wants to do for this industry or even reach out to us at how to hardscape on instagram we always look at every instagram direct message so feel free to reach out to us and without further ado here's our interview with jason anderson Today, we're joined by Jason Anderson, and he's the owner of Trillium Maintenance, Inc. And he is here today to talk with us about mental health and his story as an entrepreneur. Jason, thank you so much for joining me here today. Hey, thanks for having us, Mike. Jason, uh, you reached out to us and you talked about mental health and this need for having a, a discussion on the podcast for mental health. So thanks so much for reaching out to us and, uh, and prompting this, this episode that we're going to have in our uh, Health Week uh, podcast that we're doing. But let's get started to get to know a little bit more about yourself, Jason, and your journey in this industry. Can you give us a little bit of a background on that? Absolutely, I can. So, I started in
1: this industry as I was 15, uh, as most people pushing a lawnmower. 38 now, well, going on 38, 37, about to get there. And uh, at about the age of 28, I started this company called Trillium Maintenance Inc. Uh, I worked for a fellow, and with him I was there for 10 years. I became his apprentice. I went to horticulture uh, apprentice school at Humber College, and from there I fell in love with landscape design, and that propelled me towards the hardscape industry. I'd always kind of dabbled with interlocking steps, retaining walls, doing gardens, but it wasn't until I actually opened this company that I really got hard into it. And from there, you know, just things propelled. You, you get into home shows, you get into Facebook ads, you get into Instagram, all these avenues, and you start meeting people, talking, and doing some jobs that are really uh, quite spectacular, interesting, and going places that you never really thought you'd go. So that's kind of a little bit about me and uh, and where we started.
0: Absolutely, and what year did you uh, decide to start your company?
1: Uh, that was 2010, so I actually was enrolled in the apprenticeship uh, program at Humber and I was going to night school for landscape design at the same time. So. I started this business doing sixty-seven hours of full-time school, plus having a job, and then starting a business.
0: Incredible! So lots of uh, lots of things on your plate during that time, and uh, being a business owner is always a stress stressful uh, situation at times. And, you know, that brings us to what we're going to get into talking about today. And let's just get started to learn more about your journey as an entrepreneur. Um, Starting with exactly where we left off there, that uh, 67 plus hours of schooling, having a job, and starting your business. What kind of stress did that bring about in your life?
1: You know, at the time, I didn't really notice the stress. I was more just hustling, right? Head down, got to do what I got to do had uh, a beautiful woman beside me so you know everything was good everything was on the up and up it wasn't until about you know a year later that i realized i mean hell this is this is a hard gig right you don't just show up every day you don't just take your jacket off at the end of the day you really gotta hustle and hustle and hustle hard to uh to make a difference and there's a lot of competition there's a lot of people out there that's just what it takes, right? So one day, you know, I, um, I woke up and I went, holy crap, like, I'm actually doing this. But how am I actually doing this? What, What have I done that actually got me to this point, right? And I didn't really know, I didn't really understand how I had done any of it. All I knew was that I just got to kept go going and going and going and going. And I started gaining weight right? And that affects your health quite a bit. The stress was really packing on the pounds with me, you know, not sleeping correctly, being on the road all the time, eating out, uh, no time to get home and relieve the stress working Saturdays, Sundays. I did this for years, Mike. And this is a very common practice in our industry to get going. And we think it's a normal thing, right? Kind of puts really a lot of uh, stress on the people around you as well right and that beautiful woman that I was with well she was no longer there and I was stuck on my own uh doing all this which is fine because that's what we are we're hustlers we're gonna do it we're gonna do it we're gonna do it and I just kept saying to that my that to myself just keep going you know the next step is there the next step is there the next step is there and I created this culture for myself and inside of my company that you know we're gonna work as much as we can and I didn't finish my landscape design until my first year of actual entrepreneurship, and I I went out and I said, you know what, I got to practice my design. So I started uh, designing for other companies. I designed for a couple big companies in Toronto and a couple small companies out here. Plus designing for myself, plus installing for myself, plus also going out and getting work for myself, plus dealing with payroll, uh, taxes, all sorts of things. And I took on every single little thing I could, um, thinking that was the best way, if if you know what I mean. And inside of this, I created this massive stress ball that I couldn't really get out of, right? It wasn't until about five years later, where I really started to realize this, that my entire life had been engulfed by this company. And I had made it to a certain point financially where now I could step back right, and now I could bring on different people, different talent, I could uh, uh, share my talent now with my uh, employees and train people better and do this, that and the other. I had gotten through to that five year mark and that was a really big turning point for me. At that point in time gosh, Mike, I was about 260 pounds, I'm five foot eight, and I should be about 175 pounds, 185 pounds lean, right? So my health was not there. But I kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And the stress built up and all of these things built up. One day I came home and, um, you know, I'd found my father passed away. All of this stress instantly hit, right? And it developed into an anxiety disorder. There was nothing I could really do about it except for hustle. This was the culture that we all fall victim to, right? Is just hustle, hustle, hustle. So instead of grieving, instead of going through the process, I hustled. I took this anxiety. I pushed it to the side. I took this depression. I pushed it to the side and I filled it with work and probably the worst thing I did for myself. I still continued to grow. I still continued to to do jobs. About three months later, I had a backache. And I said, you know, this doesn't feel like a normal backache. I think I, I think I have a a hernia. I go to see my doctor, and the doctor says to me, you know, there's just something something doesn't look right about you. You're landscaper. You know, you just don't look right. You shouldn't be this white. You shouldn't be this pale. I said, okay, whatever. Uh, do the test. I got to get back to work. Type thing. The next day, I get called into the emergency room, and I come to find out that I'd been bleeding internally. Um, for years on end, due to stress, due to what's called a, a Cameron's ulcer. And these Cameron's ulcers are actually fairly rare, but are associated with stress, anxiety, all sorts of uh, other issues that we go through in life. So I had bled out so much, I had no, it, it, they described it as you're 90% water, 10% gasoline, your car's not going to run anymore, right? From there, I had to have a life-altering surgery. We don't know what happened, but my stomach actually distended into my chest and was wrapping around my heart. The whole time I had been working, Mike, these people were looking at me and they say, did you actually walk in? I said, yeah, I walked in. Did you actually drive yourself here? Yeah, I drove myself here. Well, by all physical standards, you should be having a stroke and you should be um, having a seizure right now. You shouldn't be standing here laughing and having a good time with us. So this is the hustle culture, right? This is what it pushes us to do. And I don't know if you know anybody that's like this, Mike, but I know a lot of people that work seven days a week in this industry. In fact, I don't know many that don't.
0: Absolutely. And, you talked, there's a lot to uh, sort of digest in your story. And it's, it's so important to talk about these things and get them out there. Because if you spend your whole day on social media, you'll see this hustle culture. And it can be um, really detrimental to your health. And, and like you, you mentioned there, you might not notice it right away. But all of a sudden, one day you'll wake up and you'll have all these health problems uh, that you talked about there let's talk a little bit about that because that hustle culture um, is good for some in the short term, but then you put so much stress on yourself and then something like real life hits you. Uh, Like you mentioned, your father passed away and that can be extremely uh, stressful situation when you have to keep up with your business. Maybe you stretch yourself a little bit too thin and now like real life comes into play and it hits you like a ton of bricks how how do you handle how do you get past something like that when you are an entrepreneur
1: well i mean unfortunately for us you just have to get past it right but there is there is people out there that can help you right you know when when you lose somebody you're going to go through depression anxiety everybody's going to deal with it differently but most of us just internalize it and as business owners we really just push harder because that's all we know how to do But there's people out there that can help you. There's crisis lines, there's uh, Ontario health lines, there's uh, therapists, there's psychotherapists. Um, Go see your doctor, right? And ask him, tell him what you're going through and they can lead you to the right direction. Reach out to your family, even a friend, you know, or somebody outside of the whole circle. For me, I didn't reach out for that help. It wasn't until this year that I actually reached out for help. And it took me a long time to realize that I needed some sort of person to talk to about all these issues. Right. And that's the second part of the story we'll get to, but this is what people can do. You can stop for a second because the day that I found my father passed away, I actually went out and I continued uh, because I had no idea what to do. I actually continued. I did more quotes. That's not right, but that's all I knew. Right. That was literally my entire life and the hustle culture had, Engulfed me to that point. And the next day I sat down and I said, Crap, I don't know what else to do. I can't do anything else. Where do I go? What do I do? This, that, and the other. And as many people came at me and said, Hey, Jay, you know, here's somebody to talk to. My, my cousin works for the, uh, the DRPS and she handed me a number one day for the crisis hotline. And I took it, I crumpled it up, I threw it in the car, and I continued on about my life. That was the wrong thing to do right? You really got to stop for a second. Mike, you really got to take a look at what's going on around you and you really have to understand what's best in that moment. And it's not necessarily going to be your company. Your company is going to survive. You need to take two weeks, maybe four weeks, whatever you feel you need. Your company is still going to be there and the employees you have set up are still going to be there, right? And the loyalty that they have to you and you have to them is really going to show, in that instance right and you you may go through some issues right you may not have the best employees but you know what that's great because now you know times are tough and you need to lean on them like they've lent on you perfect they're not the right employee you can go into a a a proper way now of going forward right but it really does start with reaching out with to somebody don't just put your head down and work take some time for yourself to grieve or or to do whatever you need to do me, I found race car driving is super fun. Gets a lot of steam out of me, and is a positive way to get going. So go out to the track, have some fun, maybe get in a go kart, whatever. Um, but don't just fall into work because that's what I do.
0: Yeah, it's it's so important to have a hobby outside of your your uh, you know your passion that you put into a job or to start a business. You know, hopefully you're passionate about your business when you start it, but to also have a hobby outside of that that isn't Um, reliance on you earning an income from it it's just a release and that's so important in my life as well but also you talked about reaching out to somebody talking to somebody Uh, we're gonna get into this a little bit later in the interview but what what is it about talking to somebody else whether it's somebody that might be in the same shoes as you or that hotline that you talked about what is it about talking to somebody else that helped you kind of overcome this anxiety Well,
1: basically just that it's normal, that it's a it's a basic normal response of the body of the mind to the stressors that are going on. It's it's this situation has pulled you outside of your comfort zone, uh, so to speak, and you don't necessarily know how to deal with it because you never have. And that's okay. That's really okay. You're not you're not any different than anybody else most people are going to go through this. There's numbers out there that show this, right? But when I was talking to this person, it was basically just a simple understanding that, you know what, here's somebody I can tell everything to. I don't have to worry about being vulnerable. I don't have to worry about being the tough guy. I don't worry have to worry about the fact that I have feelings about this, right? And that the next day I can still go out and work and I can be that tough guy and I can be the leader for my team and I can be Uh, Who I think I am, who who I've made this big bubble, who I am, right? But that it's okay to have, I guess, kind of like a dual duality, I think is what you would call it. You know, you're allowed to be strong on one side. You're allowed to be tough as nails, but you're also allowed to be vulnerable because that's also part of you, right? And when you don't have a good combination of the both of them in between you, and when you just hustle, hustle, hustle you're eventually going to hit that roadblock and it's going to hit you hard. And it may not be in your thirties. It may not be in your forties, but it's definitely going to be in your fifties. And that's where you start to see a lot of people really get serious health issues and they can't get past them, right I myself. I've had one mentor, um, a beautiful man. Uh, he taught me a lot about the maintenance industry and he passed away early at the age of 56. And That's because all he did was hustle and he never kept in check his health. And that was life for him. That was the end, right? So if we, if we don't stop and recognize these things now in our thirties, in our early forties, once we get to our fifties, it's really going to be extremely bad because you can't, you can't reverse it then is what I'm trying to say. But for me, I guess it, it really was just somebody saying, you know what? It's okay. This is normal. There's nothing nothing wrong with what you're going through, but let's go through it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's this balancing act is what I'm hearing from you of, uh, you know, hustle is not bad. It's just you need to balance it with taking a step back and taking a breath. A hundred percent. And
1: the other thing too, um, this person that that I speak with, she said to me, you got to go through the motions. It's just like, you know, going to a job. You can't start at the end, can you? No, absolutely not. You got to start at the grueling beginning, right? Let's talk with the customer. Let's get this design out there. Let's get a a quote that works for them. Hey, we sold that. That's great. Now you got to produce the product. Now we got to dig it. Now we got to battle the rain, the sun, the snow, whatever we're dealing with. And then we can get to that finished product, right? So if you don't go through all of those motions, if you literally just skip to the end every single time, it's going to build up and it's it's not going to it's not going to be good, man.
0: Now, you also mentioned health issues that came into play uh, in your story. Was this something that you woke up one day and you realized that uh, you you might have had this pain? Or um, were there signs along the way, uh, I- including with, with your weight gain that you talked about? Were there signs along the way that there is a problem brewing within you and it's going to come to a head, but you just had to keep on pushing forward. Or did you just wake up one day and, and it was there?
1: No, a hundred percent. There was signs along the way. I remember um, cutting some aluminum rail with a, a hacksaw of all things um, because I couldn't get electrical um, in the plug out front of this house. And I literally started to faint while I was doing this. Right. And I said, man, I just don't feel good. Well, it's 32 degrees out. I'm in the sun. Maybe that's all it is, right? Or, you know, I'm tired every single day. Why am I tired every single day? Well, because maybe it's just because I go to bed at midnight and I'm up at 6 a.m. or at 5.30. Maybe that's all it is, right? Um, There's these little signs, these little indicators that were there the entire time. And then also, I work seven days a week. Why can't I lose weight? You know, like what's what's going on here with my body? I don't eat horribly, but I can't lose the weight. And stress and anxiety will actually cause you to keep weight on, right? And inherently that weight will cause other issues inside of your health. So there was definitely some of those things going on. And, you know, at another point, at a later latter point, you know, a year later after I had this diagnosis that I had this issue and you know, to further more that story, I had to go into surgery. All right. So I had to have what's called an a fundoplication and hiatus hernia uh, repair, and also a, um, a gastric uh, reduction as well. So about a year later after that, because I had never actually gone in and followed the signs, I got insomnia. So I couldn't sleep. Right. And I noticed that building up for the longest time. But my I never actually went and got the help i never talked to a doctor you know i can't sleep is there something i can do all these signs were there and it just built up to a head
0: it's good to recognize those signs and uh, get help before what, what do they say an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure Something like that, and uh, it, it seems vital in terms of your mental health. Now, continuing on with your story, Jason, is there anything else that that has occurred since then that you'd want to talk about, or uh, where you're at today? Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, just before I reached out to you, Mike, um, and I started listening to podcasts. You know, thank you for the value. It's pretty cool to keep us going and, and inspired. Just before I had reached out, about oh, two to three weeks before. I was admitted to the hospital. I had uh, two strokes, right? And I was healthy. I was going to the gym, Mike. I was going to the gym four days a week. I would work out for an hour and a half, eating right, doing everything I needed to do properly, but I was still hustling. Like there was no tomorrow. I was doing more work than my guys were. Uh, We're a snowplow company in the winter and I would go out and I would stay up for 24, 30 hours. And that's a normal thing in our industry. We shouldn't be doing that, but that's kind of what you have to do. Right. And it came to the point where I was um, driving in a skid steer and I started to get weak and I felt all the signs and symptoms. Thankfully, a buddy of mine called me uh, at the same time as all that was happening and helped me walk through it. I ended up in the hospital for four days, right? I'm fully recovered now. I have no issues. And as of uh, last Thursday, I was cleared by the neurologist to go 100% back to work. But should I be going 100% back to work? How am I gonna do that now? Where am I actually gonna put myself in this uh, situation of my business now, right? Because everything I've done up until this point, up until about a month and a half, two months ago, has put me back in the hot seat of a physical issue, right? Now, before that, I'll go backwards again. About a month before that, I ran into a lot of stress. And uh, I seen this COVID-19 thing coming. Um, I had a lot of uh, personal things going on in my life. And I ended up one day, and this is very hard to tell people, but I ended up one day on the floor having a panic attack. Now, I couldn't control it. I couldn't do anything about it. I had no idea what it was. Um, I couldn't speak, yada, yada, yada. It's, It's a very weird thing. And thankfully, I've only had it once in my life. At that point in time, Mike, after all of this stuff that I've told you, after the past five years of loss, of grief, of physical issues, of anxiety, depression, all these things I was going through and just hustling, that's when I actually made the decision to go out and talk with somebody. And it's been two months since I've started uh, talking with that person, and my anxiety is gone. There's no depression. Uh, My health is 100% better, and I'm able to tell people um, my story and give advice on where they should be going um, if they're interested in going that direction.
0: And Jason, thanks for sharing your story because it's so important to get this message out there so that other people in the same situation understand that it's not abnormal, that they're, they're going through something that is uh, common and can be common, especially for entrepreneurs. Uh, a couple of things that you mentioned in there is uh, your visits to the hospital. This can be really like a snowball effect because a lot of stress can come from money Um, But if you're a business owner and you're in the hospital and you're not out there working, that means you're not making money, which means that's added stress through that all. And if you're in the States and listening to this and you don't have the proper insurance and you're actually having to pay for those hospital bills, that's even more stress. So I can see this. These, um, you know, these health problems just causing increasing amounts of stress in your life, which can just, you know, throw things for a loop, uh, even worse than they already are. Uh, Jason, in, in terms of, you know, reaching out uh, with these troubles and talking to somebody, when, when do you notice it that you should, you know, this is the time I need to reach out in order to prevent anything from helping, happening in my health?
1: well to be honest I would say the earlier the better right but we're all pretty stubborn men and women and that's why we're entrepreneurs because we can go out and we can work through anything that comes out uh, comes our way but the earlier the better right so in my entire journey here in the past two months and the months before that I've always looked at statistics I'm kind of I like statistics because it's a factual information right So, in your early 30s, if you run into these situations, you're 35% likely to get a mental health or physical health issue. Once you get to 35, that jumps up to 50%. Once you, or sorry, up to 40%. Once you get up to your 40s, that jumps up to 50. Once you get to 45, you're looking at more 60, 65%. And as soon as you hit your Uh, 50s, you're at about 80% likelihood that you're going to get a mental health issue that's going to lead into a physical issue that will lead into either an abuse, uh, substance, alcoholism issue. And if you don't get it, like what I'm saying earlier, the longer you let it go, the harder it's going to be to get to. So if you recognize that, you know, you don't want to get out of bed in the morning, just tell somebody that reach out to somebody. If you realize that when the phone rings, your heart starts to race and you don't have that same vigor to go after that job anymore. Just tell somebody get out there and get some help. If you realize that you're tired all the freaking time, it's not because you're hustling, your body can handle it. You're a human. You can go. It's because there's something wrong in the background, right? So, don't just suffer in silence and start early is, is my message to people.
0: And I, I'd even go a step further. And even if you aren't experiencing, experiencing these things, um, reach out to, to other entrepreneurs, other people in, in your shoes, other landscapers, and, you know, get networks, get talking to people, even if there isn't a problem, because when a problem does occur, at least you already have that foundation that you can reach out to and, uh, and work to solve those issues, those mental health issues, those problems in your business, whatever it may be. And Jason, I know that you've taken it upon yourself to start something, uh, can you talk a little bit about that's something that you you've you've uh, started to put together?
1: So I've talked with a couple contractors, and what we're looking at doing and is basically just saying to people, you know what? Uh, whether you're young in the industry or old in the industry, if you need um, some advice, if if something's going on that you can't handle, if you just need somebody to. Uh, give you uh, a better outlook or even just you know what I I don't know what to do I don't know where to go and I don't know who to talk to we're looking at starting and it's very in its infancy but we're looking at uh, starting a group a network of people of contractors that have the experience are in the right position and are able to take you know maybe two three hours out of a week to help Uh, A young just fresh person into our industry or somebody who's hit a roadblock and doesn't know how to uh, take that next step right we've kind of coined it as the reality check program right and it's again it's in its infancy but I found that throughout my process anytime somebody had given me some advice that anytime somebody had said you had priced this too low or Jason it's not really that bad just take a step back and look at it. You can get to the next step. Don't worry about it. That's really helped me, right? And one person that I talked to, I'm not going to mention his name, but I talked to this guy and he's a really good guy. He he had a young guy that actually asked him uh, last year, you know, I, I don't know what to do. I'm starting out this, that, and the other. And this is a perfect example of of how this can help somebody. This guy went to the job site and he said, you know what? This is how you're going to do it. This is how I would suggest you price it and you can do it. Good luck, right? Well, now we're in this whole COVID-19 thing and the same person reached out and he says, I can't pay my bills. I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, let's step back a second. You have a $300 trailer payment. You have a $500 truck payment. You know what? If it's really going to break your bank, just let us help you with that until this is all said and done. And let's get to the other side. All this kid really needed was a reality check. Right. And that probably stopped him right there from getting into alcoholism or stopping being an entrepreneur altogether uh, or just hiding in his room and not knowing what the hell to do. Right. So this is kind of what we're we're hoping this program will help people to see is that, you know what, we all go through this. We all start out a certain way and some of us make it better than others, but we can all make it and we can make it together. A lot easier than we can separate so if you have an issue just reach out and we can help you the best we can we can't promise anything but we can definitely be there in a small fashion or a big fashion however that may be
0: and it's so important and Jason is this gonna be uh, like sort of virtual meetings and discussions are you are you trying to focus on more uh, local what, what can we look forward to with this
1: well I think it's best that you know For me, talking with somebody in the United States, it's a lot different to hardscape in the States than it is up here. So if there's somebody in that person's local area or in that um, state per se, you know, like, hey, uh, I suggest you reach out to this guy. They'll get back to you when they can and they'll be able to help you out, right? It's just kind of like an entrepreneur helping hand type thing. And I think it's important that you really have somebody in your area as well. So that way they can really speak to what you're going through in that state, right? Cause here in Ontario our the way we build, the way we do things is completely different than the, the tip of Florida, right? Mm-hmm. We've all taken those ICPI courses and we know uh, the differences, but also the pricing is different. Um, the people are different. The ability of laborers are different, all sorts of things, right? So, and also, I mean, If somebody needs a site visit, we can't really just pick up and drive to Michigan, can we? So um, I'm hoping that people who are listening to this will see value in it if they can help and reach out. And you can reach out uh, through my Instagram. Uh, It's the easiest way to get a hold of me. And I'm hoping to build this network of professionals that can help people in geographic areas.
0: Perfect. And Jason, what is your Instagram so that everybody can uh, know where to go?
1: Uh, that is at Trillie2010, 2010, T-R-I-L-L-I-2010. 2010.
0: Perfect. And uh, any any other website or anywhere that you can direct them if they want to go to see it?
1: Well, we're also at um, www.trilliumlandscapegroup.ca. And we're also on Facebook as well, uh, Trillium Landscape Group and Trillium Maintenance Inc.,
0: Perfect. And Jason, just rounding out this interview, do you have anything else that you want to uh, sort of get off your chest or let anyone know out there that they're not alone in this, uh, especially as an entrepreneur? Any other points that you want to uh, leave us with?
1: You're not alone. I mean, to, to go through this, this construction industry, this is hard. This is one of the hardest industries you're ever going to be in and it's also one of the most rewarding industries, uh, both, both financially and, um, and mentally as well. You get a lot of great things from this industry, but it is hard. And you're not alone in it. There is people to reach out to. There is people who are willing to help. And if you just start DMing somebody, and if you just start picking up a phone, if you go to, for us, a landscape Ontario meeting and you don't belong, just go. And there's going to be people there who you can meet and will, who will shake your hand and give you advice. There's, there is programs out there as well. Um, let's just say, you know, you find yourself depressed, you know, there, there is numbers you can go to Ontario telehealth, you can go to the youth uh, telehealth and you can also now reach out for uh, free advice and therapy uh, in Ontario as well through telehealth, right? But in our industry, just don't don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Start talking. And this is how relationships are made. And you're going to find that we really can help each other. Because, Mike, there's more work out there than we know what to do with at this point, right? There's more work than there is skilled laborers and skilled companies. So me and my friends, we take the approach of let's help each other out. Let's let these people reach out. And let's reach out to each other. And that in this time that we're dealing with right now with the whole pandemic, with the shutdowns, all that kind of stuff, I think this is where it's gonna be more important than ever to actually band together and help each other and take our industry to the next step.
0: Yeah, and just going off what you said there, uh, I really see with the future of this industry that as more people are not getting into being laborers, uh, getting into this type of industry, our stock is only going to go up and that means there's going to be so much work for everybody. And it, it, you see it on uh, these social media networks and uh, this, this community that's being built uh, between everybody and everybody wants to help out and uh, lift each other up rather than seeing each other as competition. So it's it's great to see this in the future of the industry and uh, just going off what you're saying again, mental health is so important and this is a, a perfect interview to have in a very timely one with what's going on in the world right now and all this uncertainty so Jason thank you so much for reaching out to us and talking with us about your story on today's episode
1: hey you're very welcome Mike I hope um, I hope whoever is listening to this if you know if they need to hear something like this and it helps out I really hope it does but don't stay silent just reach out
0: thank you for listening to today's podcast episode visit us at howtohardscape.com for more information on this subject let us know what you want to learn about in future episodes by reaching out to us at howtohardscape or contact us on our email contact at howtohardscape.com and feel free to reach out to us to talk about anything that you've got going on i know these are some difficult times going on right now but we'd be happy to listen to you to your story and we look forward to meeting with you next week on the How to Artscape podcast.